I am Danny Belvin. And I'm Danica Brown. And we are biracial unicorns. And this year hasn't been all bad. I mean, I learned how to bake my own bread and to make my own toilet paper. Mmm. Yeah, straight <laughs> from the tree. <laughs> oh, man. The year we got resourceful. <laughs> Can't. <laughs> I'm willing to reduce and reuse as much, but there's something about like, like how high of esteem do we think of ourselves that like, that's the thing. The thought of having to come up with your own toilet paper was the thing that most people could not bear. I I don't know. This is a year. <laughs> this is one for the history books. One out of five would not recommend. <laughs> would not recommend. I'm going to leave a horrible Yelp review. Uh, it's, I, w- I was telling my husband when I think about like what we've been through, I remember coming home and I think I might have it journaled in a book somewhere that's lost to time about how I thought how 9-11 was such a horrible thing. And this is the thing like my generation's going to have to talk about like living through and seeing in this world and taking your shoes off at the airport and what life will be like and how it's changed and scoped the world. And I'm just like, we just couldn't wait to do it again. Could we? We just, we just just couldn't (laughs) well i feel like there were so many events this year that were like a defining thing of our generation it was like every every two days there was a new (laughs) defining event of our generation yeah it's it's been a lot and i know there's a lot of talk going around like 2020's almost over Mm -hmm. and like like things are all magically fixed or all the injustices in the world are just because of 2020 like ignoring Mm. the fact that it's actually hundreds of years of, of things that have led us to this point so we don't mean to make light of that but today we do want to spend just some time reviewing this year that was also 20 years in one because I feel like oh. anything that happened more than two weeks ago, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was this year, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, the same thing. I, I Just even looking about in a review, I'm like, my gosh, seriously? Things have been changing so quickly week to week. Just the concept of time in itself was a big event in 2020 of that just Mm. being really shaped and formed for some people. Once again, because of the major events, it felt like it was going by. And for others, just because of the state of the world, just felt like seven years into one. Yeah. So the concept of time has definitely been a very weird one for 2020. So, yep, we're doing that thing where people wrap up the year and talk about the highlights and the lowlights and, and everything in between. It's the episode you know you wanted. It's it's the year in a wrap. If you're done, if you're overthinking about this year, <laughs> this is not the episode for you. And that's okay. You can come still, like, just listen to the happy places. We'll try to make it not the year related or something. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about this year. Mm. I don't want to harp on about it for too long, but I think... The biggest event for everyone is COVID-19, right? She is the prom queen nobody voted for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she took the crown home. She she definitely dominated. I mean, it, it's it's funny, but not funny because it. Te- I was thinking like in December, I'm such a, oh, this time last year person. And I couldn't help but do it this year. I'm like, this time last year, Wuhan was getting their first cases in December. <laughs> like, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. She has forever shaped how um, this this year is going to look like, huh? Yeah, and how our future is going to look. I was just reading about how the winter, even post-vaccine, is going to be flu and COVID season now. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, that's going to be weird. Yeah, so strange. Yes, yes, I know. There are many smart people who have dedicated their lives to the study of pandemics and disease who like knew something like this would eventually happen. But mm-hmm. in my own like carefree mind... Never did I foresee a pandemic like this. I didn't I didn't know. I like I didn't have high hopes for 2020 after 2019 was like not mm. a great year, but I did not see 2020 going this way. No, never. And and part of me thought it was so necessary for me to even kind of remove my I thought I had a very subjective view of first world countries, especially America. Mm. Like I feel like I'm the first one to talk about nah, uh, uh, she is not as powerful. She does not have it. She messy. You know, she like, I felt like I, I could loved her, but I loved her knowing all her faults and you know, the, the issues with racism and capitalism and sexism and, our, you know, our, we need healthcare reform, all these things. I would gladly, especially living overseas at the time, the beginning of the year, I was very like, yes, you know, it's, it's my home country, but I know she has warts. But I think still in the back of my mind, I really thought a, a pandemic is kind of a thing of the past. Like we mm. have we have so much resources. We have some of the most brightest minds. We have a country that has gone to war numerous times that when the chips get really down, they can buckle up and or uh, buckle down and do what's best. I was as wrong. I am big enough to admit what I'm wrong. I did not I did not foresee it taking us out and down yeah. like like that. I really did. I I was remiss and it's good to be in check. It, it really is. Yeah, I think for me, it, what it, one of the most surprising things about the pandemic is that it has not destroyed my consumption of dystopian future books <laughs> and television. Oh, no. How can you do that? You I don't are, know. I am a, a masochist. Unicorn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't. I every every when people when the when the pandemic really hit, people were saying they were doing like watch they're all parties watching of like all these. the day after tomorrow yeah. and all these I, things. Yeah, I couldn't. I just like I was like I need an escape. I don't need a deeper dive into what what else. What else? I like. I don't. I didn't need that. I didn't need any monkeys biting people. I didn't need and none of that. I need. I no. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's something as like a person with anxiety. I need to know all the like worst possible <laughs> outcomes in order to feel okay. <laughs> and, you know, and trust a movie to give you the most exaggerated thing that could possibly happen. And so I do, I guess I get that. I get that. Or I can like watch and been like, at least it's not that. Yeah. So I, I get that. Well, <laughs> We've talked about COVID probably more than we should. Yeah. I feel like every conversation with any person ever has like a 10 minute conversation about COVID at the beginning. But so many other things happened this year. Brexit, like finalizing Brexit, like that actually legitimately, like they voted on this in 2016. Like I said, I was in England and still it took till 2020 for them to be like, peace out, European Union. Wait, wait, The, the original vote was in 2016? Yeah. I it feels like it was like last year. No, <laughs> like, 20- that's crazy to me. Yeah, 
we had only we had not even been there a full year i think wow. and they had this massive and we're like wow what why did we come here right now because it was just it was very intense it, that's why i'm saying it was a huge because that was the election we weren't home for and then we had Brexit. And at that time, I thought, I'm like, oh, I need to sit down. This year is too, I thought that was too much. And so between, you know, basically kind of like their little cousin of America, of like not believing that that was the actual vote and lobbying and back and forth and lots of protest. Finally, 2020 was like, yeah, we're, we're done. They had a, a DTR. They had to define the relationship. So mm. Boris Johnson has, he's had a big year. <laughs> good luck with that mr prime minister yeah that's so funny because i don't want to take you back to covid but but very briefly when we started this year i was in england visiting you yeah. <laughs> at the beginning of this year and mm-hmm. i remember like on the news you know brexit was of course the big news mm-hmm. and then there was like this new disease has been found in Wuhan, China. Like, like it was mm-hmm. like there. But yeah, Brexit was the big news. How funny. Mm-hmm. But I think along those lines, another big thing of the year was Megxit, right? Yes. <laughs> Just as equally as a heartbreaking and divisive. Yeah. Megan and Harry chucking the deuce to the royal family and running away to Canada, which is what we all want to do. Right? <laughs> right? If only. If, if only. only. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah, we did a whole episode on that. We did. So check that out earlier this year. We'll link it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was It was definitely interesting. It was a huge, huge deal. Let's get away from royalty and let's get away from COVID. Let's talk about how mad Mother Nature was this mm. year. Girl, she was <laughs> mad. She was not having it. <laughs> so let's see. So we had murder hornets. Ah, uh, yes. The plague that didn't actually materialize. Yeah, I I don't understand. So then there was the actual plague of the locusts in Africa. Yeah, tell me about that. I don't even really... I like I, I vaguely remember, but the details are lost to time. No, no, it's it's actually legitimately just... I wish it was something like really flowery, but I, I, apparently it was supposed to be predicted that they would have like this horrific blight of locusts and it was like record numbers because the thing is like they've had that before but nothing to to this like history will show that they will have like these cycles of of locusts Mm -hmm. but apparently this year i mean it devastated farms i mean i know i know families who own farms just even the surrounding areas with this devastating amount of locusts and they just devastated the land on that note to keep an eye forward to 2021, I don't know how many people are aware of this, but, you know, locusts, lots lots of these insects have these weird cycles. Yep. There is giant brood of cicadas called brood 10. There's 15 of these broods. And brood 10 is throughout the eastern U.S., so like all the way down to Baltimore and Washington, D.C., and up to New York, I guess, um, mm. maybe even further north. So it's like this huge, like billions that live on a 17-year cycle, and they're supposed to emerge next year. And I, I bring this up because I know this is going to happen in the early summer, and people are going to be like, the world is ending! <laughs> That's what- 2020 is back! <laughs> 
But no, no, we've known about this for a long time. <laughs> this science, is going everybody. to happen. Everyone's science, just to come yeah. out. Well, that's the same thing, even like with locusts. I'm like, it's the end of the world, back to Exodus, especially like in the Christian circles. A lot of people like, this is it. I'm like, really? If this is it, I don't want to hear it. This was not it, guys. So, yeah, they, science, everyone, it's okay. Bugs do go on rotation. If you remember, it was a couple years ago, it was moths. It's, it's always, it's always in that rotation. So just, just know your place when it comes to bugs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, the fires. Lots of wildfires this year. I feel like we started so. We started with the fires in Australia mm-hmm. that were, like, very devastating and terrible. And then this summer, we had fires everywhere. The fires in California that, like, turned the sky orange. Oh, gosh. Fires in, in Colorado that were so bad that we had the smoke here in New Mexico and so terrible washington state like my my lovely sister-in-law couldn't even go outside because the air quality was so in fact actually we thought our flight to america would be canceled because of the smoke and the ash and everything in the in the sky so it it feels like that was so far like far away but it really wasn't you know i keep like all the fires actually weren't that long ago and of course you you and i are originally from the southwest and so every summer we're like yeah something's going to be on fire but seeing the map of just like almost like a wreath on each side of Mm -hmm. horrific fires and then other places were having like devastating rain and early snow of just like climate climate change for come on guys come on so mother nature definitely um she uh she did not want to be forgotten this year. Yeah, something crazy about like the air quality being so bad that you couldn't breathe and go outside in the midst of a respiratory illness being mm. a pandemic. Woof. Yeah. Oh, maybe she was protecting us. Maybe she wasn't having a fit. Maybe mm. she's just like stay home. Perhaps. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> There are a lot of planetary things. One that I think might not be on everyone's radar was, did you hear about that star that disappeared from the sky? So I need deets because some people (laughs) say, no, no. Some people are just like, oh, it disappeared. And some people are like, well, it wasn't a star. So actually, it's not a star that disappeared. I need some actual facts right now. No, I I mean, maybe it's something else people were talking about. But yeah, it was legitimately a star. It was a blue star in the Kinman Dwarf galaxy. And it was about 2.5 million times brighter than our sun. So this is a, a, a legit, bright, crazy star, right? Um, and it had been like something that astronomers had been like observing pretty heavily. And then it just kind of vanished. But typically a star of that size would go supernova yeah. before mm-hmm. it vanished. So that was something that really surprised people. And that there's like some controversy surrounding that. They're like, well, how did we miss the supernova? Did it not have a supernova? Mm. So that's like throwing a lot of astronomy like on its head. They're like, oh, well, what does that mean if such a huge star ends its life and disappears without a supernova? What a drama queen. Super drama queen. <laughs> supernova drama queen. That's what, actually, if to be truth to be told, that's why I got out of like, the astrophysics world because of shit like that. (laughs) 
just when you think you're certain of something, the universe is so mysterious and so still unknown. And the more we study it, the more we realize how much we don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's frustrating. Yeah. I guess the more recent astronomical phenomenon has been this uh, Christmas star, the so-called mm, Christmas star, right? Mm -hmm. The, the Bethlehem star. Yeah, the <laughs> Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. Mm -hmm. Are you able to see it where you are? Like, how, how are the skies there? Oh, girl, my husband is so salty. He has been low-key reading about this and been so excited for this for a while. He That's his jam. He's a star guy, right? And we live in Washington State, like, where it has just been rain, clouds. The other day we had sleet. We had a power outage. It, was, it has been horrific sky-watching, like, star-watching weather. And he... He even has a t like a proper telescope, and so I feel so bad for him. Like it's not been optimal. Have you been able to see it? Yeah, I mean oh. that's that's a a joy of living out here in mm -hmm. in New Mexico is we have so many clear clear nights of sky. So I was able to see it leading up to it where they were like really close, and then once they're like on each other, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean. Mm -hmm. It's just like anything in the sky that's cool to look at. Like you look at it and you're like, wow, I'm into that. And then you go inside. <laughs> you're all, me personally. It's just like, cool. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was literally what I did um, the night that we went out to look at it. We were like, okay, that's cool. All right. I need to go pee. I'm cold <laughs> and I need to pee. So I'm going to go back inside. But no, I, I like it. I think it's cool. I'm I'm into the planets. There was one day where leading up to it, they were like right next to the moon in the sky and it was like super beautiful. Um, mm. Oh, that's really super lovely. True story. When my husband proposed to me, we were living in Hawaii and we were visiting the big island and we went up to Mauna Kea, which is, you know, the tallest mountain. If you're measuring it from the base in the ocean, the tallest mm. mountain in the world. But there are a lot of observatories there. And yeah, we went up and we looked at Saturn through a telescope and, and then my husband proposed. So I mean, like Saturn, Aww. Saturn is special. It's my favorite planet. So I'm into it. I did not know how he proposed. How have we been friends for this long? And I had no clue how he proposed. I guess I figured that you guys were just like so cool. You guys didn't. You guys forgone, forgone. Yeah. <laughs> you guys forgot like the, the proposal part. I should have asked. That is so sweet. Yeah. So I'm, I'm into the stars. Oh, I'm sorry. That was way too cute. Now I'm derailed. Now I don't want to read the rest of this list of <laughs> like 2020. Yeah. I'm going to listen uh, to this story from 2011. And it's yeah. going <laughs> to feel so much better. We're, okay. Like, okay. Maybe there's like some little rays of sunshine on our list. Like we hit a hundred episodes. Yeah, that's true. We didn't really talk about it podcast no talked about when we hit 50 full episodes mm -hmm. we've done over a hundred of of these these chats out into yeah, the world i know that's a really good body of work yeah it's a lot into our third year now of podcasting pretty exciting stuff <sighs> look at that that's sustainability yeah i mean on the snarky <laughs> note something about 2020 2020 seems to be the year that Everyone and their mother has made a podcast. Oh, girl, come on. Come on, bring the snark. You know I'm salty. Because I feel like, oh, since you oh, you guys think, oh, you think it's easy because you're at home. Because they have the... Now, wait till you guys go back to your 
in quotation marks regular lives and then see who's still doing a podcast so that's my is it that is that (laughs) i just like normally that's not my role in this relationship is to be that snarky but like i kind of feel like that's like this is not a hobby that you do when you're bored yeah so there i said it (laughs) (laughs) tell us how you really feel tamika i'm sorry salty is my favorite seasoning i'm not gonna apologize for that but do you see do you know what i mean like on one hand, I love a lot of the content, you know, some mm. of the, I, I do whenever I get to finally listen to a podcast, I appreciate it. And actually, that is one of my things of like on my list of like positive things to look at a lot of artists and a lot of people have put out some really cool content in different forums, whether it's mm-hmm. doing an Instagram live and just playing or doing their shows from home, like Trevor Noah doing his show from home has been yeah. such a joy to watch. And I appreciate it. But the, there has been almost that whole, well, I'm at home. What else am I going to do? I'm like, first of all, it must be nice to be bored. Second of all, <laughs> don't downplay it. It's work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess on, on that list of like celebrities doing doing things online, uh, mm-hmm. something that I found it worthy was this like move of celebrities being on Twitch and <laughs> showing mm. like games. So I think the biggest one, at least in my world, has been AOC playing Among Us on Twitch. I can't. I, I'm here for it. <laughs> Were you part of that that world? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm like Ariel. I long to be part of that world. And I'm just like, I'm just all the insecurities of the I I've heard it. And I thought that was so stinking cool. Yeah, it's so interesting. And what a what a cool way to engage with a group of people who probably aren't usually the focus of politicians, you know? Mm, but why would they when the average age of a lot of like mm-hmm. so, you already know mm-hmm. I, yeah whether you like AOC or not what whatever you think of her policy is the thing that I'm excited for is just the fact of newer fresher blood I love I love the fact that you know a year or two ago that she was a bartender like it's one of those things that like she is not far from the people that she actually serves and so I think just once again of being on something like Twitch may seem like a cute stunt but what is actually saying is like you're you're need to be with the people to know with the people needs and mm-hmm. the people are there you go to the people and I, I that's what I loved about it yeah yeah I agree she kind of exemplifies that like you said mm. she she really does a lot to connect with the people like she has such a strong social media presence which mm-hmm. we all know I hate social media but I think that it is really important because it is the way to connect with a lot of people and get people interested and involved so Cool. Good on her. So since we're talking about AOC and politics, should we talk about the other elephant in the room of 2020, which is the election? Um, yes, but I, I think before we get into the election, like, what about the impeachment? Like, like that was a thing so this year. That- <laughs> Loki thought when I was like, I was like, I thought that was like 2018. 20, was that this year too? Yes. Yes. Holy cow. I, I, I literally was like, no, that was 2019. That was 2020. You need to stop, girl. <laughs> You're doing the most. I mean, I mean, to be fair, it started in December. 
but mm. it, he was acquitted in February. So I'm going to call it 2020. Yeah, no, no, no. A lot of people do say they, they claim it underneath the 2020 umbrella. Impeachment used to be... <laughs> Mm-hmm. One of those things that was like a defining moment, right? To go back to our, our talk about like defining moments of our exactly. generation. And then this impeachment was just like, dare I say weak? Yeah. <laughs> like so weak. It was. I mean, it's the same thing. It's it, exactly. I love the way you put it of just like it used to be like a gasp and clutch your pearls and that you know like to even have that to be brought up would be like i have i have shamed the name of this office like i think this would be best to like there's just like this level of this is not what should come from your commander-in-chief and now it literally kind of was it's like a footnote it's a little asterisk in the little bit of of history for today and like oh by the way but yeah but acquitted do you know what i mean it's same thing this used to be what would define a year yeah. This would be defined the year, and this it, it's just like she's she cute, but it's not it's not the thing. It's a well, footnote at best. It happened pre COVID, so it feels like a million years ago. Yeah, maybe that's why I felt like it was so 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 far away. I think just like January February of this year just feels something completely different, like completely severed. You know. Hmm. Hmm. Looking at our lists, and I don't think anything else is. <laughs> January or February of this year Mm -mm. because it does like aside from like Brexit and Megxit and this like everything else feels like it was so long ago yep so far away so tell me the things about the election that happened this year that was the thing that was that you know just a little thing a little thing thing right there I'm trying to decide which part of the election I think will stick out in my mind the most was it was it the hats was it the tweet wars? Was it the really weird, awkward debates? Was it the fact that it was an election during a pandemic? Was it, you know, racial tensions? Well, I, I'm trying to decide what it will be, the fact that our, the president still isn't conceded. Was it the longest time it took to count votes? Was it the massive amount of voter, voter turnout? Was it the early voting? Was it the ballot counting? I cannot decide what part exactly stands out the most to me. Or our first woman, woman of color, vice president-elect. I can't decide. What do you think, Danny? Uh, we w- came into 2020 knowing the election was going to be a huge part of our year. Yeah. But an election during a pandemic, during all these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I I typically like to vote on election day. Like mm-hmm. it's like a thing I like to do. There's something about being in that moment where you can think about all these other people being in that moment at the same time that's like really beautiful, I think. This year I voted early, right? I voted yeah. in person. So that was strange and weird from a personal standpoint and then, you know, voter suppression and mm-hmm armed militias and woo, strange <laughs> fucking election <laughs> super weird ass election uh rioting and picketing at ballot box box drop-off places oh, because we needed yeah. more of those by i the mean way. and the president trying to close and close down usps <laughs> yeah <laughs> trying to just- sue usps <laughs> I ha ah, what is <laughs> where do we begin with this ridiculous salad 
I don't even know where to begin. I, I think that's why it's, it feels so much, which part of it is going to be the, the standout. And there's, there just isn't, there is just too much there. Yeah, I feel like I'm laughing a lot, but it's laughing in my pain of mm. living all this weird, crazy stuff from the year. Mm. Thank you for saying that, because I think that is, I think especially we do this on the show in general, because we talk about such heavy things. We did say it probably like our first year of if it seems like we have a dark sense of humor, if it seems like we giggle at certain things, it is a, just a coping mechanism because this is awful. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. I think we need a bit of a a palate cleanse in Mm. this list. So I wanted to share a news story that I feel like should be a huge news story of the year and was not. Mm. A gay pair of penguins stole (laughs) an egg from a lesbian pair of penguins. It's just art imitating life. Yeah, I just loved it. I don't know what it is that I love about it. I mean, I love the gay penguins. I love the lesbian penguins. I love all of it. I love this feud between these two couples. Maybe it was in a Dutch zoo. I can't remember. Somewhere in Europe. Please be in a Dutch zoo. Because I feel like that's the only... In a Dutch zoo. And and they'd be the only ones to be completely, like, cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're lesbians, obviously. Because like yeah. I had gay penguins, but a lesbian penguins, I have yet to to hear from. And that's pretty exciting. And if we don't get a web, you know how they had like Meerkat Manor, where they would like follow these mm-hmm. and have some kind of person of color narrate over this. If we do not get this egg saga as a eight part series, right. with someone doing the voiceover, I don't, then why, why even do 2021? Yeah. Why are we even here? Oh my goodness, that was a pretty good one. I liked that. I hadn't heard of that story yet. Yeah. It's almost as good as your snake story. Oh yeah, that was another one. It was my happy place on an mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, A snake in the St. Louis Zoo, some zoo in St. Louis, who laid an egg, even though she hasn't been around a male for years and years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. She's like the oldest snake too. She just wanted a baby, made it happen. Manifested. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that snake is like my dream. Like, <laughs> I just, I want to be that snake. Just old, old and pregnant? Well, <laughs> I mean, like... snakes don't, aren't pregnant, right? They lay their eggs, which, I mean, if that was the reality for having a child, maybe I would have already had a child by That's now. That's what I was talking about. Like, you want to be, like, old with child? Or you just want to, no, like, just be, like, I just want to be, like, someone who knows what they want and just mm. get it. That's like, true. She wanted she got it. I guess that's true. She literally manifested and she didn't need a man to do it. Yeah. Okay, it was like that. her own decision. She just did it. I love it. I love that snake. So that because that was a while ago. Has, has there been any follow up or is she just <sighs> happily raising her baby snakes, even though that's also not in their nature to do um, that? I, I haven't. I haven't looked into it. So I did read this before I made the list and I was offended by it. And I want to offend all these <laughs> other unicorns out here. Okay. Macaulay Culkin turned 40. Yes. Yes, we're so old. (laughs) Is it one of those like if you it's like get that eye cream? This is one of those things. This is definitely actually because he was he tweeted like, "Do you want to feel old? Like I turned forty today or something like that." Like he announced that he was forty. Macaulay Culkin is such a 
a unique character. <laughs> he is. He is. He is. But you know what? It's so funny. You would think it would not be in my aesthetic. But I'm like, it's just him. It's just of all child. And I maybe because it falls underneath that, like that weird. I'm like, he's a child star. Like they worked him to the bone. He gets to be as weird as he wants to be. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that's great. We're all old. Macaulay Culkin's mm-hmm. old. I mean, we yeah. aren't as old as Macaulay Culkin, nor no, will we not. ever be. So at <laughs> least there's that. that. <laughs> <laughs> we also found the Fountain of Youth in 2020. We didn't decide to share with anybody. I'm, I'm just it. saying, when we're 40, Macaulay Culkin's going to be older. So yeah, at I least guess there's that. Ooh, that's like a riddle. That's like... We will never actually be as old as him. That's perfect. All right, let's see. That that wasn't too, too bad. Um, something else that also made me feel old this year was the song WAP. <laughs> <laughs> it made you feel old, huh? It made me feel old because my initial reaction was like, oh, I like, and I, just, I gasped. I gasped. Mm, when did I you clutch your it. pearls? I clutched my pearls. I was just like, oh. I was shocked. I was shooketh. I was just because I watched the music. I didn't just listen to it. I watched the music video too, and I hadn't watched a music video in so long. Like I just I, the time, and I have a child glued in my hip at all times. And every once in a while, so I feel in touch with the world. I will splurge and watch music videos of whatever top forty was going on. And they're just like, oh, this debut song. And I I listened, I listened, watch, and I it was one of those things like you giggle and laugh and gasp because you're a little uncomfortable. Like, oh, can they say this? Can they do this? And it was just so funny. And it made me feel after I finished listening to it, I'm like, I'm so old, but that was my gut reaction. <laughs> I'm like a month younger than you, so I'm. Oh, I'm so sad. did it really resonate with you? It, like I, yeah, I really, really was just in it. Yeah, was it? It's your like, girl. It's my ringtone. It's my anthem. <laughs> Macaroni in a pot. That's. <laughs> Honestly, I will say the reason why I put it as like a shining light is people doing their own versions of it. The renditions of it yes. all over were like, yes, fire. I just love them. Single one from motherhood, geekdom, science, someone sit on the hillbilly version, I, a, a punk one, a killer's one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it has been so rich with with possibilities and that's why i I felt like it it made it made the list because it's not the dirtiest song we went to high school in albuquerque high we know the dirtiest songs if they played them at our school dance (laughs) i mean babies were conceived on that dance floor (laughs) at the albuquerque museum (laughs) (laughs) i love the renditions and i think that's a huge cultural touchstone of this year it is I think the the discussion around it was like really kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. This is it pornography? Is it a feminist triumph? Like where does this fall in the world? Yeah, I kind of love it. I'm kind of into it, and and I think like the desire to be both like catchy and like mm. absolutely filthy is like the appeal <laughs> of it. I'm going to come down on the side of, like, feminist triumph Mm. more so than pornography is my take. 
Uh, and see, I, for me, I always battle with it because I, when it comes to Cardi B in particular, she's never said she wanted to be a role model. And for me, right. that's, yeah. And, and she I, has and every right not, to. And it's not for kids. Like, I don't think like, and that's the thing is like creating things for the culture, for pop culture. Like the, it doesn't have to be for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that that's the beauty of it. Like mm-hmm. people who are like so upset about it. I don't know. Maybe it's not for you. And and that's and that's why I'm just like so there are there's a couple of things structurally for the song when I'm just like my hesitation for just being like a it's not the worst we've ever heard b men have said far worse for yep. far longer if we start censoring this where do we stop and where should we start because like I said I definitely have heard a lot of I mean yeah a lot I grew up with a lot of rap <laughs> and so it it wasn't that for me it was some of like like the, the forced sexuality of that of what that could give license over like over oh, woman's listening to the song and enjoying it in the club that could say oh you want it this particular way since you're enjoying it so that was that that transfer that I struggled with of like my my fear of what this might mean for the women who just are just enjoying it and what that could open up but once again I had to do the backtrack whose fault is that mm-hmm. whatever person would try to put themselves on that or label themselves by the enjoyment of the music so once again it's like wow taking the responsibility of the woman and who's just listening and I had fear for women by what how they're going to be treated by men by listening of the song and I'm like oh no no so my concern should be the fear of the men and how they're going to treat women by listening to this song. So even that was just like a really, and why I am, I'm glad I put it on there because it made you have those conversations of to where for me being a little bit more like reserved or vanilla or whatever, of just being like, no, I, I mess with it. I kicks with it. There's some, like I said, verbiage in it. I'm not absolutely in love with, but for the song of itself, I love the conversations that it had. And Cardi B, we're still talking about her. How long ago did the song come out? And so it's just like, like you said, from the, oh, in August, it was released in August. And here we are. It was a phenomenon. And for it to be released during a pandemic where we'd actually have the time to sit there and talk about it, it's, it was very smart. It shows just how smart she actually is. And I'm here for that. Yeah. To her credit, I think like the crassness of it is so intentional. Mm. It's like the conversation we've had before about like my use of language and how I am like, I am happy to swear and like, like say things that are, are jolting in that mm-hmm. way and i think that this is that to the extreme right like it is it is a very intentional choice to, to be this way and to like you said it, it has caused a lot of conversation around it and i wonder what the conversation would be if it were two white women who released the song mm. you know like i feel like it would be a different conversation than a, a black woman and an after latina like releasing the song i have asked that exact question to someone we were kind of talking back and forth and they're just like as someone who said that they were like as a feminist how could you like this and back and forth and I did ask you know if it was two white women what would that look like <clears throat> or like I said if of, of a man put some kind of male equivalent because there are plenty of male equivalents oh there are so many male so equivalents many 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 male equivalents um so it's just it was like I said I don't even have to love it to be like, yeah, I'm here for it. And I think it will be so great. I can easily see this being like in a masterclass of music and being like, let's talk about it or writing a thesis about the structure and the intent. And like you said, the purposeful crassness of it. And 
for what it means for women and women rappers, especially. So that's why I mean, 2020 brought us up. Yeah, I yeah, that's that's a great addition to the list. <laughs> I I think there are a lot of a lot of like things that ranged from like depressing to mm. weird to like completely unexpected so one of the things like and and we should have probably talked about this earlier when we were talking Mm. about nature but like all these weather phenomenons that like i'd never heard of like fire tornadoes and reverse waterfalls tell me about the fire tornadoes what do you remember about fire tornadoes i just remember thinking it was fake Mm. someone was like oh fire tornadoes and i really really was like this is absolute absolute fake and someone actually had to like send me a video and i'm just like no 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 you have to send no don't send me a video from the sun you have to send me a video from something actually legitimate but yeah it was in uh was it california and it was because of the wildfires correct yeah yeah did you hear about the reverse waterfalls no i did not hear about that I'm yeah. gonna need you to like screw <laughs> me on. I know about fire tornadoes or fire nados, but I don't know about a reverse waterfall. That sounds sexy. Yeah, I I believe it was in Australia. Maybe of it was course. New Zealand. Sorry, Kiwis and Australians. I know that there's a rivalry there, and I shouldn't <laughs> confuse you, but here I am. So the winds were so crazy <gasps> that they literally reversed waterfalls. So you, you would see these like videos or images of like a waterfall flowing upwards over a cliff it was insane (laughs) oh my goodness i'm just google photos right now you guys it looks like a waterfall comb over it is amazing we call it the trump the (laughs) trump waterfall no no no. he doesn't need to be by anything as majestic as beautiful that's true that's true something like a waterfall how gorgeous is and powerful how are people standing by that sorry i don't know i don't know (laughs) it's like it's like when i lived in hawaii and we had tsunami warnings and people would like go out to the beach to watch i'm like what are you doing you're insane like this is not you're gonna get yourself killed like go to high ground go to the highest of grounds i can't with that yeah, thank you for bringing that into my life. I thought I thought a fire tornado. I really thought like that the eye of Saruman had just like <laughs> yeah, like had opened up. On that list that's not on our list, um, Kil- <laughs> <laughs> Kilauea uh, erupted. So that's a thing in Hawaii. Um, Did it really? Yeah, I mean it's always erupting, but <laughs> it's like that, that. That's a thing. <laughs> Okay, so can we talk about other things that are just weird? Once again, not nature, but um, Kim Jong-un. Have we... So I asked my husband literally two days ago, we thought he was dead. And they're like, it's not been confirmed nor denied. Yeah. Do we we still know? Do we not know? I mean, so people were like convinced that he was dead and then there were like people like no he's in he's in the hospital no he's Mm -hmm. not yeah i don't know if it's been like i mean he has ordered executions and things like i mean last month you can have that (laughs) pre-recorded that's that's true Uh, that seems like something he would just have on a date book Mm. Mm -hmm. like a google reminder yeah, I I don't I don't know. 
But yeah, that was a thing that seemed very important for like a week and then people stopped talking about it. Exactly. Which is like the tagline for 2020. Like, <laughs> Something seemed very important for a week and then people stopped talking about it. 2020, this is very important. Wait two hours. Yeah. So, no, that's completely... I remember just being like, what would this mean? Especially like an election year during a pandemic. I thought, oh, maybe he got sick and he didn't want people to know he got sick. That's what I honestly thought. I'm like, oh, he probably got really sick and he probably doesn't want people to know that he's sick right now. Like that, that is a thing. Always showing strength, always showing power. But then every couple, like, I know it sounds super weird, but like every, every once in a while, I'm like, I have not, I haven't heard either or like I know I've been moving I know I've been under a rock I'm not hearing anything and I find that incredibly Mm. terrifying yeah I don't know it's it's the world that we live in and I feel like it's kind of setting the pace for the future like Mm. so many things happen I don't know on on that note there was a huge list of of celebrity deaths this year and just deaths in general I know both of us have lost family members this year Mm -hmm. it has been a devastating year it really really has whether and we talked about it not just covid related deaths but like i said you know it's it's horrific i know uh the great rbg passed away very mm-hmm. recently ruthie ginsburg um chadwick bowman i did not think and i don't know just because if it was of what was going on in the time within the community which we'll probably talk about a little bit later to where it just felt like we were just so done with with death and i i think we've talked about it before if we haven't celebrity them is very strange in general like we try not right. to make much of celebrities um they are i think we both don't like putting people on a pedestal mm-hmm. but these are still people um alex trebek passed away and yep. for whatever reason you can create an attachment with a celebrity or they can mean something to you you don't have to know them personally for them to hit you really really hard and and i think this year like um kobe and uh kobe bright and and his daughter they and a very tragic and a way of passing away and i just think i mean it's a very extensive list of people who passed away this year and it's hard. It's they are still people and they are families. And because they're in the spotlight, they can hold little moments in your own life, whether you watch them or you follow them or whatever it is. But it was real, real bad this year. Yeah. To change gears, I, I think like we we have we still have things on the list, but I think we we should like move into to wrapping up. But one of the things that I I feel like we need to talk about uh, Mm. before we get into a couple really serious things to wrap it up aliens the u.s government like released proof of ufos like what what and then that was like that was also something that like shouldn't that have been important but yeah like last year People were talking about storming Area 51 to get like this proof. And exactly. now no one talked about the aliens. No one did. And finding that stuff, girl, finding it, because I've looked for it. I'm like, this would be a great episode. It is so crazy to think like just a few, you know, we, we talked about that in depth, like half joking, but people were. But once again, I think... Having a pandemic puts things in perspective, doesn't it? Like suddenly 
the the idea of life outside of our own little world did not seem nearly as interesting which is so we you know how we talk about now like we can't even imagine certain things now because can you imagine storming anything (laughs) (laughs) only it's being six feet apart from other people exactly exactly (laughs) even even like my protest gang is a little different and weird now but i can't imagine anyone like storming anything at at the moment and it's just once again just showing like just wait a couple of hours which you think is actually a really really big deal is actually really really not i think we should uh skip ahead and talk about black lives matter like that was a huge and i know for us both personally a huge part of our 2020. Well, I mean, I think for both of us, I think it's been a huge part of of our lives, generally. of our lives. <laughs> yeah, and why, I mean, why we even do this show, and so yeah. to actually see it kind of had this massive swelling and resurgence. And we talked about celebrity deaths, and we a lot of people had personal deaths as well. But 2020 didn't add there when we actually had the senseless violence and slaying of plenty of unarmed black men and black women yeah and for us it was to me at least this is how i feel it was very very bittersweet this particular resurgence and we did share it on the show that there was a tipping point in may may 25th i believe where the the killing and the recording of said killing of george floyd and this is just happening just uh i don't even know if it was even a uh, two months from the murder of Breonna Taylor mm-hmm. and Trayvon Martin, we had this kind of this trifecta within a very short amount of time, and it w- was the powder cake. It was finally the thing. Right, right, yeah. It it was a lot. I mean, I think you know the the distance between Trayvon Martin back in twenty thirteen that kind of started this whole. Black Lives Matter, like the it, it was like the beginning of this, and and to see it like amplified this year because of so many deaths in such a short amount of time, where people were at home, mm-hmm. not not able to do much, they were forced with this reckoning and processing of these events in a way that we didn't see back in 2013 Mm -hmm. so i think like a a big part not to center white people but a big part of it was that all of a sudden a lot of white people yes cared (laughs) like yeah completely that's what makes it bittersweet is that it took a movement for white people to finally be sitting and literally could not go and do anything else with their feelings they couldn't change the channel because it was on all channels it was unfiltered it was all there and it was hard it was it was hard for people of color because then once again we really shouldn't have been out and it was difficult because i think people wanted to protest they had every right to they're feeling like there's so much you want to do and to be out there and then having these limitations and also the fear for your own physical safety due to a pandemic it was so it was multifaceted it was something that we're still feeling we're still waiting for justice for a a lot of these people and once again people said why was 2020 so bad why were there so many but it's exactly what you said it's not that there were so many i think more being caught on camera more being called out and more people are actually watching it and more white people are calling it you know what i mean yeah yeah i agree and it's it's bittersweet because one anything rooted in death is terrible like it's, it's terrible that it takes that to to cause anything but like 
white people stood up and noticed and were interested and mm-hmm. it was a little bit more staying power than I thought, but I feel like for most people, they have moved so far on from it by mm-hmm. now that it's like baffling to me because I, I feel like, you know, I we're recording this before this episode drops, obviously, um, mm-hmm. but before Christmas, so a little bit earlier, and it has been... 284 days since yep. Brianna Taylor was killed. And I think about it every day. And I think about it. And it's so easy for that number to be like burned into my mind because it was like the literal beginning of the mm-hmm. pandemic. So it's like these two things like are are the two things that are on my mind literally mm-hmm. every day for 284 days. And and quite honestly, like th- like you said this has been like a huge defining thing of our lives for mm-hmm. for years before this. So, it's just like this this cumulative weight mm. that I, I we've seen we've seen some reform and we've seen some change, but like there's just so much work and so far to go still. You're right. So I know that, you know, there was the the wrongful death settlement for Breonna Taylor, but I guess even just taking that time to say a settlement isn't justice. Yeah. Those are two completely different things. Absolutely. And families should have both. It shouldn't be either or. And I don't think getting a settlement makes anyone a sellout. I think it's both. Not because at all. Especially in a world, like we said, that runs on that money, that runs on that green, green toxin. If people know that if you dull out injustice, you will have to, you will have to pay. And that's the only way to make people, some people, maybe I shouldn't overspeak, make some people actually listen is when it finally hits their pocketbooks. Absolutely. So, which, which goes to a, a fact that I think all of us should still think about going into 2021 is like, I hate capitalism. Mm. I hate the system. I like all of this, but like that doesn't change the fact that we exist in the system where money does talk. So there was a big push to like support black business, black and brown owned business, small business, like earlier this year. And I, I think that it's very important for all of us to center those values going into 2021. Mm, I, I, yeah. Oh, girl, say it. Yes. Well, I think that the election came and that became all consuming and it felt mm-hmm. that way. It felt all consuming. And I felt like everything else became under political side political, And I feel everything else became underneath that political window and people were just so, over it. And I think now that we're on the other side, in quotation marks, of the election, I think people have just kind of wanted to sweep these things of like, oh, that is a political matter, but it's not. It's my life matters. Like, this right. is, I don't, I don't get to just say, okay, that's done now. Like, the fight continues. We began this before, we will keep going after. And if 2020 has shown anything to me, is that there are, there are people who want to do the work there's even more people who are not ready <laughs> and there's still a category that it does not affect them. They do not care. And it is to amplify platforms like this. And like you said, to support those businesses, to make that voice louder until we can get to that spot to where these, I don't know. I like to be out of a quote unquote job. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A world where we feel <laughs> like there's representation and, mm-hmm you know, a place for us. Yeah, I'm into it. 
That's a pretty, that's a, a happy note. But one more happy thing um, before, before we wrap up this year. Uh, mm. COVID vaccines are happening. They've started happening. That's great. Yeah, I don't. I haven't even wrapped my mind around it. Like, I really was not. I was sitting tight and like, I'll see you in t- the end of 2021. I really was. I had like mentally prepared myself. Oh, I'm still there. I don't think. <laughs> like, I, I think next year is, is another lost year. Um, but I feel like for the first time, there is at least an end in sight. Mm-hmm. And there's, I think there's hope. And like, I know that both of us, can be on the side of pessimism and you know shadiness and saltiness aside and joking i i think that's why we wanted to do this episode is that it was a lot and there were a lot of things that did get kind of lost in the ravages of time but i think that was such a perfect note to end on danny of just saying that there is hope and if you're afraid to reflect on this year don't do it take take that time because you will find nuggets of good even within yourself and things that I mean of what we've had to go through and being on the other side of this and 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 having that and I think there is some healthiness to it I know we we both rag on not having resolutions and, and everything of that but I think it's completely healthy and normal to have some really good reflection and I'm looking at this list having us just spent over an hour talking about it I'm like wow we we lived through this. We were a part of this and we're very fortunate enough to have this show. There's a lot of this reflected in our body at work, but I think everyone should have that. They should definitely, definitely have that. Whether you journal or talk about it with a friend or just have a moment to yourself in a bath, just you did a thing and it was huge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm not about the resolutions really, but I'm definitely about goal setting and Mm -hmm. reflection. And I think this is, you know, as, as we move from one year into the next, it is a very logical time to, to take that time and space to think about this year. And, and this year, like we said, felt like 30 years packed Mm -hmm. into one somehow, even though, you know, we're just, I'd never left my house. Um, (laughs) But, but yeah, it's, it's a year. It happened. We made it through it and uh, we will make it through many more. I hope. Yeah. And thanks to our listeners for being there with us and supporting us, encouraging us. We've had some really positive interactions uh, throughout the year and we know it was a tough year. Before we go, Uh, Should we share some happy places? We should. Let's do it. All right. What do you think? What is your happy place? Um, so I'm back to my old shenanigans. Oh it's, no, you, you can't have 10 happy places, Tamika. <laughs> Rain that shit in. Oh, you are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I had a happy place, and then I listened to our kind of our roundup last year, and it made me mm. very happy. So it was something about you and me, okay? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> It was it was something about you and me, and I love that at the top of the show we talked about how we don't like resolutions, and then kind of sort of made resolutions. And how- yes, 
And it was so quintessentially us. And it made me very, very happy. So anyway, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, Selena, the series. Is, is that that's your happy place? That's my Ooh, happy place. Oh, controversial. Domega. <laughs> is it? Okay. So here's the thing. I have actually low key. But like when I heard they were doing it, I was like, I have to watch it. And so I have looked up. I didn't want anything to ruin this for me. I just wanted to watch. I haven't I haven't done very much because like I said, I life is crazy and I haven't been able to sit down and watch a lot of TV. So I haven't gone too, too far into it. Um, but it's like, I don't know. I guess it just takes me. It takes me back. And um, growing up in the Southwest. It was obviously a really huge deal. And I remember, I think I said it before, we're in my middle school lobby to have a Selena fan club. And to me, just moving to back to America from the first time I went to Europe, it was such a cultural understanding of the, this icon. And because she had already bleeped passed already so I was like wait why do you want to have a fan club of someone who had passed and I didn't get it and it was such a beautiful introduction to not only uh just pop culture but also to the the Latinx community at the time and having a friend just kind of explain to me even then you know before being really awakened to what it meant was so beautiful and so I have such a huge soft spot for that Mm, yeah I I have it on my list and I keep going back and forth just because there has been so much critique of it oh please tell me or maybe don't no do it tell tell me (laughs) well tell me you know, it, it's hard because she is, she's like such an icon, mm-hmm. right, of my community. I and- know. <laughs> I, I feel like I want, I, I feel like it would be important to you. And I feel like I should do this. Yeah, no, it's, it's important. And maybe we should do a full episode after I watch it. But like, yes. she, some of the things that I've heard, and I've tried not to dig too deep because it, you know, always breaks my heart. Like the movie, there's a lot of critique around the movie because of Jennifer oh, Lopez oh, playing girl, her. They and, tore that to shreds. Yeah, I, I tear it to shreds sometimes. But I anyway, mean, yeah. But I, I will still always love, love the movie. But mm-hmm. something I, I've heard there is a lot of critique about. Like the colorism, right? Like mm-hmm. had the actress who they chose to play her and something I've heard about the series and can't really speak to since I haven't seen the series yet is because the Quintanilla family produced it. There is a lot of focus on her brother and her father instead mm. of her. I can I can say, yeah, and I don't know if that's how it's going to be the whole way. But so far, right. I, I echo that. Yeah, there is. Yeah. So I think that that's, like, even in her own series, like, Mm -hmm. the fucking machismo patriarchy is, like, stealing (laughs) the lens from her. And and I've heard, like, the dialogue isn't isn't great. And, yeah, I, I think... I think it goes back to a conversation we have often, which is like, it can't be everything to everyone, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it's just... It's just one short series. Um, and I think for me and why I'm ultimately going going to watch it is because she is such an icon. Mm-hmm. And I, I think like I am not expecting it to be perfect. And mm. I know it can't be perfect, 
but I think like maybe it will inspire like a new generation of girls. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I think it will. I mean, even me, I even realized that like I'll have a couple of songs of Selena, but not loads. And I thought, oh, this is such an easy, a great way for me to start introducing Mariah to that music. And I will say this because we do say all like movies can't be all things to all people. Well, what I really hope as I watch the series is that it, it is important to the Latinx community. I will say that it doesn't have to be all things to all people but it needs to be something really important to a certain group of people. And I really hope it doesn't let down the, the community. That That's what I hope mm-hmm. for is that, and, and so far if it, you know, what they're saying is indeed the true, like I said, just already dipping a toe, the things that you have said have already been kind of true. So in that, I, I don't know. I'm still, obviously I'm still going to watch it, but I just, I want to do right. Like as we go further, we talked about with Black Lives Matter, there's been a desire and demand for more content that is more representative and has more BIPOC. I want that so very much for my my brown brothers and sisters as well. Like I want that. That was the whole point of breaking down the door and saying, you know, this is part of Black Lives Matter. We want more stories by more people of color. And that includes like bringing our Latinx, bringing our Pacific Islanders, bringing Asia, like bringing us along and saying, hey, we have room for the table for everybody and let's make good content. But maybe this is that. Maybe this is, this isn't great, but the next one will be amazing. And we're going to continue. This won't have to be the the shining star because it's all, you know, all you have. And so I will, um, I am excited because I hope this is just the beginning. Yeah, to me, the movie and and maybe it's easy for me to say this since I am Latina but like to me the movie is in and probably the series is so much bigger than mm. just the Latinx community and I mean I've been doing our unicorn library videos on Instagram and something that I always bring it back to is like why is this important for unicorns not just you know, those of us who have, you know, Chicano culture in our background, but like all unicorns. And so like the, the thing that I always hold on to about the Selena story and in the movie and all these things is like that straddling two worlds and existing mm-hmm. in two worlds, um, but never being completely part of each world you know like in in the movie her her dad has a line that's like we have to be more mexicans than the mexicans <laughs> and more american than the americans at the same time and it's exhausting and i feel like i feel that you know mm. and i think like unicorns everywhere can relate to that mm. feeling so yeah i think i think she's an important figure not just for the Latinx community, but for unicorns everywhere. Because she somehow, she did it. She like, she was, she was an icon for the Mexicans and she was well on her way to becoming an icon for Americans everywhere before she died, I think. Yes, exactly. So, yep, that's my, I know our happy place kind of turned into a miso. <laughs> so you guys look forward in the, and look things to look forward to in the new year is when we're actually going to do a full on episode of that i've yes. just i've just made this into existence so yes look this has made me very very happy <laughs> so yeah. what's making you happy um so my happy place is um something that 
by the time this episode drops, will have wrapped up, but I, I'm sure you can go back and look at it. So in Albuquerque, we have a zoo. Uh, the Albuquerque Biopark, and they have been all over the Insta with this naughty and nice list of the animals in the zoo. So they'll, yes, so they'll post an animal and say, like, naughty or nice right there on the image. And then in the description, (laughs) they talk about, like, the animal's personality and the things the animal has done this year that landed them on Santa's naughty or nice list. And it is adorable. I love it. Oh, you are so Albuquerque true. I love it. I absolutely love it. That is the cutest thing I have. We need more light. We need more of that in in our life right now. So if you're wanting to relive Christmas, I I recommend checking it out. I think their their Insta is ABQ Biopark. Yeah, it's it's adorable. I know what I'm doing with my daughter later. Yes, she'll love it. She will love it, Dabika. <laughs> I'm so excited. These are these are like such good happy places after that extensive wrap up. Yes, that was a lot. But hey, we talked about a whole year. <laughs> yeah, we did. I still think that was pretty daggone concise. All right, y'all. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Um, we are rapidly approaching the end of the year, so we hope that you are taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. um, that you are gearing up for a new year and the end of a pandemic. All the good things. All the good <laughs> things. Yes. Uh, be kind to yourself. Like You don't need to reevaluate all your life and have a new you for 2021. 2021 is still going to be a little bit of a hot mess. Yeah. And I mean, like, since we didn't really, like, get to do much outside of existing online in Mm -hmm. 2020, no need for reinvention. Just, you know, live your 2020 self in 2021. It's called upcycle. So you just upcycle that 2020 you that never really got to be displayed. And it's like fresh, bada bing. It's good. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see everyone's 2020 self. Yes. All right. (laughs) Tell us all the things. Tell us all your feelings, all your thoughts, what you would like to see more of from Mm -hmm. us in 2021. You can hit us up via email, biracialunicorns at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook at biracialunicorns, and we are on Twitter at biracialmagic. We want to thank so much by the unicorns that stand by us, and that's going to be Deli Pop Art. That's made our very iconic art, and... I just got lovely new stickers as part of like a housewarming gift yes. from my homegirl boot. They're like holographic. Oh, they're so cute. We should yes. we're gonna be giving those out in the new year. So definitely holla at us and so also follow Dolly Pop Art because she's so talented. Also a huge thanks to Joseph Scott of Citizens of Tape City and solo artist as well, who sent our amazing intro and outro music and also if you have the time, before this year close out, we would like to make a very humble ask. If you could rate us, if you could write a comment on whatever platform that you're listening to us on, it would help us immensely. We have had a, actually a really good uptick of followers and listeners this particular year, and we appreciate it. And we would just like that further help in order to improve ourselves and really get our our podcast out there and that is done by algorithms and algorithms are affected by reviews. 
<laughs> so mm-hmm. if you have the time, we would really, really appreciate it. Yes, we would. In two weeks, we will be sharing some feedback from unicorns out there. So reach out to us. Mm -hmm. Please do. Oof, I'm exhausted now. Yeah, I mean, let's go take a nap. Um, (laughs) And, you know, we're we're both going to probably be asleep when uh, 2021 officially rolls in. But uh, for those of you who are partying at home, stay safe. Mm-hmm. Stay healthy. We yeah. love you. We, we will do. see you in the new year. Eat it. Yes. Do it all. <laughs> see you then. All right. Peace. Out. Peace.